Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. In this episode on Beyond the Bikini Radio, my boyfriend Jake and I talk about the differences between in-person training versus online coaching. So both Jake and I are certified personal trainers, and then for myself, I run my own company called Nicole Ferry Fitness, where I am an online health coach. Um, I have my bachelor's degree in exercise science and nutrition, and I give you guys a little bit more insight on what it's like to be the person running that sort of business and you know doing in-person training i have experience with both but i also give you guys a little bit more perspective on which one should you hire should you hire the in-person trainer or hire the online coach and what would be best for you to help you accomplish your goals so if you guys love this episode i would appreciate it greatly if you would share on your instagram let me know and don't forget to tag me at nicole fairy fitness Welcome back, guys, to another episode on Beyond the Bikini Radio. Today, I have my boyfriend here, Jake Block. Um, We are recording the main differences between in-person training and online coaching. So I am a full-time online coach through Nicole Ferrier Fitness, where I train all of my clients um, online. I do have experience with in-person training with corporate gyms and also being an independent trainer, but Jake is next to me. He's been a full-time in-person trainer for a corporate-based gym, and we're just sharing the main differences because I do think that as someone who's wanting to invest in their fitness goals, they're not sure like what the difference is or what would be best for them, so kind of covering um, both ends of a client perspective and just the person who's doing it as their job perspective. So, are you excited? I'm excited. <laughs> All right. So in-person training, um, we're gonna, I kind of put like a little bit of an outline for you guys, but in-person training, I communicate with my clients primarily through email communication and through voice calls. And when I do my email communication with my clients, I do voice memos and um, videos. I don't think that all online coaches do that, but for me, my biggest con with being an online coach is lacking connection with my clients and not to say that I'm not connected with my clients I think that I'm hyper connected to all of them but I really want to create those relationships and I think with in-person training you're more easily able to do that absolutely um I still have a lot of clients that reach out to me uh whether Instagram Facebook personally texting um whatever they prefer I still have that we'll do that pretty regularly throughout the week but you still get that for sure in person-to-person contact a lot more. Yeah, and I also think it's easier for people to get to know you. Um, so, like, let's talk about, a, like, more of, like, onboarding. So, so many people are wanting to get into online coaching, but yet they aren't creating any sort of content. And if you're not creating content, you're not going to create trust, and you're also not going to create value. Um, people want to work with passionate people and people who are educated in the space, and they're not going to be able to see that if you're not making any sort of content versus like going into a gym, you're able to see that the trainers were obviously hired through some sort of onboarding process, 
um, and then they're able to create value with you usually through like a, a free session. Yeah, absolutely. It's if you're wanting to be an online coach, you're gonna have to put a lot of front end work in on that versus it's a little bit easier to get started out when you're an in-person coach because there's that first session that's usually very cheap. They come in, they learn, um, but you're able to build that person, that face-to-face value when they've never seen you before. Whereas if you're an online coach and you just go DM somebody, they reply, and then you hop on a phone call immediately and they have not been following you, um, that's probably not going to end in necessarily a sale for you. However, once they've been following you and you've built that value, that's where the online coach thing is a little bit more of a benefit, um, I feel, because um, you've already built that value. They're usually the person that's kind of created that communication, whether they like your posts a lot or stuff like that. So the value's already built there, whereas the in-person, it's the first time you're meeting, so you have to build a lot more value where that helps when you're in-person. Yeah, there's so many times when I'm hopping on like a goal call where I just get to know the person um, and they tell me that they've been following me for like two years. And it's crazy to think that posting every single day, um, making podcasts, having all these avenues of content, um, my email list, like I'm blasting out content constantly. And to think that it's taken this person two years to trust me to even you know, hop on a phone call with me, which the phone call is free. Um, and regardless, you're going to get some sort of coaching out of that call. It's not just to sell you on a program because I'm not going to sell someone who I don't think is a good fit for me. Um, but with the in-person training, I know when I used to do in-person training when I was, I was younger, so I was, you know, 19, 20, I was super intimidated to go through that in-person session with someone. Um, especially being an introvert is that something that you found like you struggled with absolutely um i would go to bed with anxiety at night when i first started as a, as a trainer but i made the decision to move across country so i knew i had to make it work and get over that and it was gonna make me better as a person um but there's still times if i don't go through you know that initial session uh process that i'll still kind of get in my head about that stuff and i know that i gotta get out of it and Usually when that starts happening, I know I just need to start doing more and that's alone going to make me feel more comfortable, feel more confident. But um, yeah, definitely that, that first, for both parties, that's going to be a little bit more intimidating. Um, mm-hmm. I remember hopping on like my first ever like goal call with a potential client and I was shaking. Like I was so nervous during the call um, and I like had to always be like, super like notes everywhere and super prepared and had like kind of a script to make sure I didn't forget things and now like I can take a a goal call on a walk (laughs) yeah um I can probably dang near do one without the sheet but you know I still use the sheet to look professional but um yeah it you have to really be willing to overcome those fears no matter what it is is you know telling them how much the price is going to be um just leading up into it, waiting for the person to get there and starting the conversation. Um, no matter what, just the more that you're going to do it coming from two introverts is the better you're going to get at it, especially the more comfortable you're going to feel doing it. Okay. So one big difference I want to talk about with, um, in-person training versus online coaching is the cost because one thing that frustrates me on my end of things is I've heard this a handful of times. I don't really hear it too often now, um, but that is, that's a lot or that, that's more than I thought. And 
Most online coaches are charging anywhere between $150 to upwards of $400 a month, depending on um, the service that you're getting. And in-person training is more of an investment, right? Yeah, it's uh, in-person training is going to be definitely more than your online coaching. Um, there's few instances where it'll be cheaper, but the amount of time that you're going to see that client uh, is going to be significantly less. So I think there's two sides to this is a, when you're hearing the things of that's a lot and stuff like that, or if you constantly hear that is you need to know, is it a cost or a value objection is, did you as a trainer build enough value, um, to overcome that monetary objection? Because I don't believe that money is ever really an objection. It's just the value that you provided. So you have to take back from that, okay, I need to provide more value to the next person so that once price comes up, that's not an objection. Not that everybody is gonna come up and sign for up for five, six times a week with you by any means, but signing up with you regardless versus not signing up at all. Um, the other thing is that it's already an established gym and somebody else has gone out on a limb to do that. So you're going to have to pay that person. Um, the corporate, um, when I'm talking about the in-person training is it's a corporation. So they're going to take a cut of that and different gyms are going to pay out differently. Um, so a find a gym that's going to value you and give you a large portion of what you're training out, especially if you're the one selling it. But on the online side of things, um, if you're your own business, especially, you're taking home all of that versus... Well, okay, I'm going to cut you off there. So <laughs> I get... The other thing with running a business, so I I don't have any sort of taxes that I pay because I am self-employed. So I have to pay out 30% of anything that I make. That's, you know, before write-off. So a lot of people are like, oh, like $200 a month or this is not my rate, $500 a month, okay? I'm not, you know, putting that $500 in my pocket, okay? Some of that money goes to the government um, because we live in America and we have to pay taxes. So I think a lot of people forget that side of things too, where as someone who owns their own business, like I don't have things set up for me. Like I still have to take care of myself and treat myself like an employee and um, split up my money appropriately to make sure that everything is taken care of yeah so but um the other thing too with like in-person training you can work for a corporation or you could work as an independent trainer but with being the independent trainer like you're gonna need some sort of insurance and then you're also going to need to pay the facility rent that you are paying to train out of because obviously it's not your gym um and they have insurance that they have to worry about and liabilities so if you were to own your own gym, that would be more, a lot more overhead. Um, but you're, you have to pay someone for what they have already established for you. Okay, so with the, um, the next thing I want to talk about was like time. So the, obviously the more you're in content, contact with your trainer, the more of an investment it's going to be. Okay, it's a simple trade-off time is money. Um, so if you are going to see an in-person trainer, you know, three times a week, that's obviously going to be more of an investment than one time a week. And same goes for like online coaching. So I offer phone calls and the more frequently we are hopping on the phone calls together 
and also the more communication that we have. So I offer programs that include text message access or programs that are only email access. Um, regardless, they're getting a timely response. But someone who's texting me, I'm always by my phone, so they are literally getting like an instant <laughs> response. They're going to have more of an investment to pay for that type of coaching. So do you have anything to add to that? It's just frequency? Yeah, for, I mean, pretty similar in the gym is I let my clients text me however much I want. However, I'm going to, being an in-person trainer, I'm going to carry less client load than an online coach um, due to that time. So that's why I allow pretty much anybody to text me anytime. Um, but the more frequently you're going to train with me, the more of an investment it's going to be and the less frequently, the less of an investment it's going to be. Yeah. So if you're someone who's a beginner, who's never really worked out before, if you're debating on hiring an in-person trainer versus an online coach, I really think that you can benefit from in-person training and learning how to do the basics because if you hire an online coach and you have a workout program that has like a barbell back squat or a deadlift or a shoulder press and you're thinking, I have no idea how to perform that, number one, you can get hurt doing those exercises, but the other thing too is you're going to kind of waste time doing things wrong. You're not going to get the, the most benefit out of that exercise. So hiring an in-person tra- trainer is going to, you know, as long as they're good, um, let's say they're like great at their job because um, I've definitely seen poor in-person trainers just like online coaches. I'm getting on a tangent here. Um, but you, they need to teach you how to perform those certain lifts and then you can transition into online coaching um, when you have more confidence there, um, especially in the free weights. Definitely recommend starting out if you're new, um, really at any level, but at least do a few sessions with an in-person trainer and have them go over those more advanced movements with you because they're going to be able to correct that form. Whereas the number of times I've heard, oh, I'll watch it on YouTube and the form is still trash um, is very, very, very frequently. So it doesn't matter if that online coach has this tutorial for you on how to do squats. Your squat form probably still isn't the best, especially if you're a beginner. So starting out with an in-person coach and transitioning to online, if you're going to make the investment, you might as well make the, make the better investment for you and moving forward, getting those results, get your form corrected and then transition into one of the online coaches. Mm-hmm. So one thing I want to touch upon too is contracts. Um, With my business, I have contracts for my clients um, and I also have like uh, laid out of expectations from them and expectations that they can expect from me as their coach. Because I think a lot of people who enroll in online coaching are scared that maybe this person isn't going to show up for them or, you know, not do their side of of the job. And there's a lot of... um, you know, bad things through online coaching. I don't know if you guys remember like the Brittany Dawn thing where she just, it was fake emails and fake programs and it was just a mess. And I never want anyone to feel like they aren't going to get everything that they're investing their money into. And I think it's super important to have contracts. And regardless if you do online coaching or in-person training, like with in-person training, there's contracts and expectations in place for you as the client that you have to take into account too. Absolutely. Um, and I also think like with contracts, it secures your job and it also secures my safety and my job too. Absolutely. Um, in-person contracts can be a little different because uh, a lot of places that you're not paid unless you're actually physically training. So it's going to help protect the, the trainer as well if you are getting yeah. into that in-person training. But 
it'll protect you. We can't just go and we're not just saying, okay, Monday at 5 p.m. is usually our time. So if you don't show up and I just scheduled that, we never mm-hmm. confirmed that time. I can't just keep charging you those, those sessions. Um, you have to confirm the session each and every time so that protects you. Otherwise, those sessions are on your account free to use. They can't just go burn those away. Yeah, and same goes for like online coaching. Like those clients know that expectation that, hey, like I have to check in with Nicole each and every week. It is my responsibility to check in with her. And I've had clients, you know, they miss a check in or two um, and they don't let me know. And they know that in their contract and in their client promise that it is their job to keep me in communication with things because as an online trainer, communication is everything. The only way I can communicate with you is through um, digital devices. So through, again, email, through phone calls, through Instagram, DM. And if you're not communicating with me, I have no idea what's going on. And I also can't just like refund the amount of check-ins that you're missing because that, to me, I look at it like being an in-person trainer where like if you're missing your your training session and you cancel on me last minute, you're, you're wasting my time in a way. No, absolutely. I, I'm very lenient. I do a four hour cancel reschedule policy, but you have to also think if you cancel a reschedule on your trainer, they have to figure out what to do with their time. So our contracts technically say 24 hours. I do a four hour policy. It's a very strict four hour policy. If it's four hours and one minute, I'm going to charge that set or I'm not going to charge a session. If it's three hours, 59 minutes, I'm going to charge that session. But that helps protect the trainer to make sure that um, you're, respecting you're your getting time. paid. And, and so that also holds you accountable. You know you're going to lose the session. Holds you accountable from those excuses of, oh, I'm not feeling it right now. I'm just going to reschedule. Mm-hmm. Well, that trainers are relying on you as well. So that helps protect them. Yeah. I mean, putting down any sort of money on anything is going to make you take it seriously. And that's... So let's say you're like hiring a a trainer for like as cheap as possible or an online coach as cheap as possible. You're just naturally not going to take it as seriously. Okay. It's almost like driving a Toyota Camry versus driving a Ferrari. You're obviously going to treat that Ferrari with more respect and care than you would your Toyota Camry. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to add? Not really. No. Overall or just on that? Just overall. I mean, so let's say someone's like trying to figure out if they want to hire an in-person trainer or an online coach. Oh, I think one other thing I want to touch upon too is I feel like with my job, I put such a heavy emphasis on nutrition. And I do think what's lagging in in in-person training is there's only so much time that you have in that session that it's really hard to do like a full-blown nutrition like consult with them and constantly checking in with their nutrition and that's just a lot 100 percent um one of my favorite things about training is the nutrition so i will sit down with somebody and talk to them about nutrition for the full hour that they're with me um but if you're an in-person trainer i guess this is kind of a little bit about whether you're a trainer or a client considering which one you want to do but if you are an in-person trainer and you don't have some form of daily text, some form of Facebook group that you're running with your clients so you can give them more content, then I don't know, I don't care really what knowledge you have, you're not being a very good trainer. Um, Because you're only with them if it's a one time a week hour client, you're usually just taking them through a good workout once a week, you're offering a program, you're guiding their nutrition, but you're not helping them overcome those obstacles that they're facing with nutrition. So 
I personally believe that you do need to have some type of Facebook group or more communication that you're doing with them to help educate them outside mm-hmm. of just the workouts, things it, like that. It kind of blows my mind. A lot of in-person trainers don't utilize social media to create content for their clients too, because again, you only have so much time and you could, I, I usually hear in-person trainers say like, Oh, like, did you track or, you know, try this cookie cutter meal plan? Um, but I do think you do a good job at trying to educate them as much as possible with the amount of time that you have. Absolutely. And it's, it's all a mindset thing on that too is because I hear from um, some in-person trainers like, oh, that social media thing takes too much time. But when you think that you just have to post some and educate some and just talk on your story or talk in your Facebook group and you don't have to continually sell new people because your, your client retention is a lot higher – Really, it's that online time through just Instagram, TikTok, whatever it be, Facebook, you're making so much more money from that. You're just not seeing that cut of it come from that. Mm -hmm. Um, Other thing, it's easier to start out as a trainer for in-person. Just because you have them, they're handing you those leads from the front of the gym. Um, In-person training, I know, can help motivate you, push you harder during a workout than an online coach because they're actually there with you, um, guiding you. Uh, One of the biggest things that if you have a lack of confidence in the gym, starting out with someone who's in person, because you're just Mm going to focus on them more, you can't necessarily focus on your online coach when you're in the gym. So that's what I love to hear is when I help somebody overcome their lack of confidence in the gym, Um, just because I'll try to talk to them the whole time so that they're focused solely on me, not what other people are thinking, until they can overcome that. And there's so many tools that I'll try to use with my clients. I mean, they can record themselves and send me their workouts and I can give them corrections on their form. But if you're like really struggling with confidence and again, performance issues in the gym, then I would highly recommend starting with an in-person trainer and maybe you do an in-person trainer for your workouts and hire an online coach for your nutrition. Um, I have a lot of clients that do that where they love their in-person trainer, but they also want help with their nutrition and maybe they feel like they're in-person trainer although they specialize in the weight training they're not so good with the nutrition side of things nor do they maybe have the time to give them that attention and detail then I would look at you know maybe a double like a a dual thing there when you do the in-person and online coaching but you really have to look at what your needs are as a client and um, also just dive in deep and realize that it's going to be a combination of the two training and nutrition and not just one or the other absolutely all right guys so i hope that this episode was helpful for you again beyond the bikini radio is a free podcast so if you're loving this episode make sure that you share it and tag me on instagram you want to tag me at nicole fairy fitness and then i'm going to leave all of jake's information down below Hey guys, on the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. 
There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym with your relationship with food and how I can help you reach your goals.